When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the Financial Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I am a CFP, which is a certified financial planner, and your host. And I am here with my guests um, tonight, Rose. Hi, Rose. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Happy to be here. So give us a little um, background on you. How old are you? Where are you from? Um, where are you living? All that jazz. I, I am 31 years old. Um I currently live in New York City. I'm originally from Birmingham in England, and I am a nanny. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been a nanny for? Uh, almost 10 years. Oh my gosh, wow, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, I love it. So. Oh, that's amazing. Um, is that something you think you'll do for a long time, like continue to do? Yeah, yeah, I'm a career nanny. Career nanny? For the long haul. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Um, and then how much do you make as a nanny? Uh, around, um, 80,000. That's fantastic. Now, do you go, are you through an agency or is it private hire or how's it work? I went through an agency originally. Okay. Yeah. But I've been with my current family for, um, almost four years. Wow. Okay. And then do you get benefits with them? Like, a f- um, a f- no, I don't, I don't really with them, um, I mean, you can as a nanny, but I don't. Okay. It's just, it's not part of my contract. Not part of your contract. Okay. And then, so are you a U.S. citizen or resident or how does it work? Yeah. I have my uh, joint citizenship, dual citizenship. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Um, yeah. For a while now. I, I don't know. Uh, five years, maybe. Oh, good. Okay. So then that way, so you're on the books with the nanny job. So then you're paying into social yes. security. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So then you'll get Social Security primarily from mm-hmm. the U.S. then, right? Since you've been working 10 years yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So, And you were on the books for all 10 years? Um, or most of it? Most of it. I think my first job, no. Okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, most of it, I think so. The reason why I'm asking is because it takes 40 quarters to be fully eligible for Social Security, like to be in right. the system. So you're okay. just about there. Okay. Yeah, for the U.S. system. Good to know. Yeah. I mean, it's a little ways away, but it's a fun fact for how yeah. our social security system works. Okay, great. Okay. So you have, uh, you're making 80000 and um, what do your expenses look like? I know living in the city is quite expensive. Um, yeah. Do you want numbers or? Yeah. What? So what is your oh. rent? and? So my rent is currently um, about 1300 Okay. Um, but that's going to change in a few months when I move to my own place or not, um, not buying a place, but, uh, currently I have many roommates. <laughs> How many is many? <laughs> um, uh, so my wife and I rent a room Okay. and there are 
uh, three other people. So there's five of us in the apartment. Oh, well, that's, so that's a good number. So it's that, a lot. That's a many. That qualifies as a many. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that qualifies as too many. Um, <laughs> so we are hoping to move out in June. And so the rent will obviously go up because we'll be looking for a one bedroom. Um, but yeah, right now around 1300, it'll probably go up to about 2000. Okay, great. And then are you and your wife splitting it? Or that would be like uh, yeah. your share? Yeah, so she, well, she's currently um, a student. Okay. So um, when she's done, which should be in a month or so, she'll hopefully get a job in her field and, and be able to, yeah, contribute 50%. Okay, perfect. And what is she studying for? She's in translation, legal translation. Oh, neat. Very neat. Yeah. Um, oh, good. Okay, so is that why you're thinking when June, when, once she graduates and gets yeah, a job? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that makes total sense. And that way you'll have two incomes to support. Yes. Um, and you can get. Yeah, right now it's just one income. So it's um, a little tricky. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That always makes it harder. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, okay. So rent is going to be changing. And yeah. then. Um, so are you supporting both of you right now? Yes, I am. Okay. So then. So, you, so things are probably a little tight if I. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Um, yeah. Definitely tighter than they could be. <laughs> but you're in the home oh, stretch here but we're doing okay yeah exactly it's the end now um things are looking up good that's very good um and then so what's going on with how are things with your finances so right now you're just um trying to get through to get your wife to graduate and get a job and then you'll get rid yeah, of the roommates exactly. get your own spot yeah. I'm trying to save a little bit as well okay. some of my income um as well as obviously sending money to her so she's she's a student in Argentina she's Argentinian so oh, she's I, finishing, okay. Yeah, she's finishing her degree there. She'll she's there for like three months, and then she'll come back for a few months, and then go yeah. Oh, it's just about to be like two years. Wait, I thought you were sharing a room here. But, oh, so she's yeah. going back and forth between Argentina yeah. and here and the U.S. Yes, yeah. It's um. So her her studies are free, um, in Argentina because she's Argentinian. So that's something. At least there's no tuition like for her or anything. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, so then when she comes back finally in, she'll come back at the beginning of April and then, um, find a job and we'll be able to move out and do all of that. And then she'll be here good for good. Yes. That's the plan. <laughs> worth flying to get a free education though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's definitely worth finishing it there. Yeah. Cause it's so yeah. expensive in the U S yes. As I have, um, have found <laughs> with my current uh, racked up loans. So tell me a little bit about what you have going on with your student loans. Sure. So I've been, um, so basically my total balance as of February 25th, 2019 is what I'm looking at right now okay. is $77,886. Okay. Okay. Um, but the principal was 69422 So it's the interest um, has been like eight and a half thousand since um, I finished. Since you finished, Which, and when and when did you finish? Four years ago, I want to say two thousand fourteen. I think I finished. Oh, okay. So pretty re like fairly recently, not. Yeah, yeah. I'm really bad with dates, but I'm pretty sure it was two thousand fourteen. And have you been so, making yeah. payments on it since? I would imagine you have. Yeah. Been. So I, I thought I was doing really well making the like minimum payments because I was thinking, well. As long as I meet the minimum, my credit score is going to be fine. And like, what does it matter that it's sitting there? But 
as it's been pointed out to me recently, it does matter because the interest on it is gaining every year and it's not going to stop ever. So <laughs> that's actually I need to deal with that. Yeah, you'll have to. We have a podcast coming out with a student loan expert. And so we go over this, but it's quite scary. They right. never very, very student loans really never, ever go away. Yeah, it's, it's very rare away. that they do. Um, so it's better to have a plan for it. And yeah. I have to say, it's the worst thing ever to be making payments every month and then see your balance go up. Yeah, it's the worst. And right now, so right now, my monthly payments, um, it's income driven and it's 150 a month. Okay. Um, and when obviously once my, my wife is working and there's another income, yep. I could technically pay a significant amount more than that. Um, right. Because you're you know, going to put my mind to it. Right, and also when you go to file your taxes, right? Because right. then you would be you're you're going to be doing married filing joint, and then she'll have an income. Yeah, yes, exactly. So then they're going to see that you can pay more too. Yeah, yeah. So and but which... I am. Yeah, I'd like to be paying more to it. Okay. So obviously, right now. You right it's now tricky. it's tricky. Yeah, there's um, other things that the money needs to go towards. Now, what income based repayment program are you in? Do you know? Because oh. there's a uh... few different types. Oh, is there? Okay, let me, I'll go to my account. I'm just looking at it on my computer right now, so I have an idea. Sure. Oh, I'd say it's a Stafford loan. Okay. Um, I don't know if that helps. Well, that's, um, the, that's the type. So there's income contingent. Oh, okay. That should be, be written somewhere. It um, should be. They I don't make this it. very easy, though, to be honest. Yeah. They make it quite yeah. complicated. So um, with the income-based repayment, um, depends on when you started it. It's either going to be 20 or 25 years where the balance will then be forgiven. Oh, I don't, it doesn't sound like it's that one. <laughs> that so every time weird. I say that to someone, they always say that's not the one I'm in. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think I'm in that one. Okay, let me see. Repayment, income driven, standard payment. I just read somewhere because I, I literally just um, resent the information. Yeah, you recertified um, it? Yeah, recertified it. And I just saw it. Okay. Do you see, and this is hard to do, right, because it's so many years away, but where yeah. do you see your income being in the next 20 to 20, you know, from now right. till 25 years out? And if you're going to keep making about the same amount of money, then maybe it makes sense to stick on the program and then just have it discharged in 25 years and estimate what would be ch discharged, what amount would be discharged, and what approximately the tax bill would be. You can estimate oh. it using today's tax information that's not get, obviously it's not going to be the same in 20 25 years but you could have a ballpark and plan to save for what that tax bill will be um the other option is to say okay you know what i think i can probably get it paid off in 15 and i'd rather just pay it off and be done with it right so it there's mm -hmm. a few factors and there's no right and wrong or wrong answer it's really what's going to work best for you and your wife in, in terms of a budget, but if you are on the income bay or income contingent repayment plan, um, that well, I think will... I found it. Oh, you did. Okay. It's, what it was it? Yeah. Say? So I just got a message saying you're approved for an income driven repayment plan. That's all it says. So IDR, I guess I, but I don't, it doesn't say anything more specific than that. So I think what I'm going to have you do is probably call them and find out which one, because they're very different. So okay. there are, um, of the income-driven repayment plans, there are, I think, five, um, and it just oh. depends, yeah, and depends mm -hmm. on when you were eligible for it, 
depends on how long it'll be until they discharge the debt. It's either 20 or 25 years. And that also determines how much of your income, your discretionary income, they, they bill you for, like 10% mm -hmm. or 15 or 20. Okay. Hmm. I know. Yeah, it definitely doesn't say. I'm not surprised because if they told you what it was, you would be able to Google it and know what it is. <laughs> They're literally the worst. It's really bad. <laughs> it's so bad. You could never have a mortgage and be like, um, I don't know what type of mortgage. They won't tell me. They said it's a mortgage, yeah, but right. I don't know if I it's fixed or variable. Yeah, terrible. But so I think what we should do is figure out what which program you're in and what the actual terms of it and you can we can confirm with your lender who's your lender um is it great lakes yeah it's great lakes. great lakes okay yeah and we'll just want to have it in writing from them which one you're in and what how long you've been in it like that you've been if you've been making consistent on-time payments you said you graduated four years ago for four years and this is a 25-year forgiveness program then we'll evaluate it from there so does it make more sense for you to try and pay it off sooner and get and just increase it as you make more money or as you have two incomes once your wife starts working or does it make more sense for you and your family to you know stick with the program and then have it discharged in what the time period is oh okay and if i just if i called them and i just asked for that they would they should be able to tell you. I always am hesitant that they give wrong information. So I, it would be great if we could get it in writing from them which program you're in. Okay. So then that way you know because, like, for instance, if you're in the most recent income-based reprogram, IBR, that's 10% of discretionary income and it, the debt's discharged after 20 years versus if you're in the income contingent, which is ICR, mm -hmm. um, yeah. that's usually – about 20% of discretionary income, and that's 25 years to be forgiven. Okay. So pretty different. Right. Yeah. So we just want to check. And then most likely since you graduated school four years ago, you're in the most recent income-based repayment. There was one that was the original income-based repayment, which I doubt you're in that one. So, yeah, it varies. The payments would be between 10 and 20% of income, and then the loan forgiveness is between 20 and 25, usually. Okay. And then when it is forgiven, there is that tax bill. Just something to be wary of because, you know, the IRS likes to get their tax dollars. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you know. So I think the first step will be to figure out what type of program you're in, which one you've qualified for. Okay. So yep. Let me write this down. Okay, yeah, I'm going to give you some homework. What I'm, um, yeah, I'm trying to find out. Okay. And you're the second one we've done where the person wasn't sure which one they were in. So it's totally okay. normal. Um, yeah, I think you... I'm kind of the kind of person that's like buried their head in the sand as well. So <laughs> I take full responsibility. So, no, yeah. I mean, it's it, they should tell you which one you're in. <laughs> they should be like, here are the five income-driven repayment plans or four income-driven, if you don't count IBRs, two separate ones, income-driven repayment plans for the federal government. This is the one you're, this is the program you're in. They should, it's so simple right. just to designate it. <laughs> just don't. So what am I asking? So do I, I ask them what income-driven repayment plan am I in? Yes. And I can okay, list them, I can list them out for you. Okay, sure, please. So are you you could be in the refi revised pay as you earn. So that's the R E P A Y E or you could be in the pay as you earn, which is the P A Y E, or you could be in the income based repayment, which is the IBR, 
Or you could be in the income contingent repayment, which is ICR. And so the reason I want to know which one you're in is because it's a different percentage of your discretionary income, and then it's a different um, loan forgiveness. So many years for qualifying payments. It's you. So then we'll know which okay. one you're in, and then we can kind of see what your budget's going to look like once your wife secures a job, and then figure out what is really yeah. in your best interest. Sounds good. I can find out that. And then what do you think, like, so one of the factors with considering what your best strategy is going to be, because it really all comes down to strategy, because there's not a right yeah. or wrong answer, is mm-hmm. with your career as a nanny, and gosh, I'm sorry, but it just, you, I just keep thinking of like Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, you're not far off. Okay. <laughs> just have this visual image of you like with Mary, being Mary Poppins. Um is that your? Is that where you think your income will stay? About there, it's like a. That's what you make as a, you know, an, as a nanny around eighty thousand for, you know, in a yeah city area. Um, yeah. Okay. And that's that's take home, as well. That's take home. So not your yeah. gross. That's your net. Yeah, that's net. And so, what's your gross? Um, what would be about one hundred, hundred and ten, something like that. Okay. Probably more like one hundred and ten. So usually what I do, and we'll have to just confirm all of this, but if you think you're going to make that amount of money for the next 20 years and we go through your budget um, once you're not, you know, right now it's a little strapped because you're supporting both of you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it might make sense to kind of just try and tackle the debt on your yeah. own because you have good income. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what, Yeah, I could definitely be paying a lot more towards it. Um, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. If, I just and then to we make would it just a priority. Yep, and we would just have to look at what you're doing because I'm sure there's more than one loan in there. And so we just have to look at what the interest yeah. rates are, which loan to yeah, tackle. I have all of that. You yeah. have all that. Okay. So, yeah, we'll all have to look at here. which one to tackle first. And then what we can mm-hmm. do is kind of the snowball method where we tackle one. So we put a lot of the money towards the first one and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then once that's paid off, we use the money from that payment. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, to the next one and so forth. Mm. Okay. And yeah, there's five, I think, yeah. Five different loans. Five different loans. And what are your interest rates? Um, all of them are 6.5%, apart from one, which is 5.1%. Oh, so you actually are doing decent with the interest rates. Oh, okay. R- relative, like, some, from sometimes what I've seen. Okay. So good that's good. Yeah. It'd be great if they were zero, but it's better <laughs> than 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so a couple of this, so we can't make the decision right now because I want to see what happens with your wife. Okay. Because then that's going to really see how much you have to allocate in your budget. Because if you have $500 a month to allocate towards it, then that makes a big yeah. difference compared to yeah. 150 right? Yes. Okay. Um, and then what about um, other savings? Are you saving for retirement? Since uh, the- yeah, I have um, uh, my, an, oh my gosh, a uh, Roth IRA. You do? Okay, great. Those are my favorite. Yeah. I set that up, yeah, through um, Betterment. Company. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Yeah. So I've started to put some into there. I my plan was to be more consistent with that, but I'm allocating more money to just a savings account right now for the move. Yep. Because we're going to need um, a bit extra in there. Uh, but then after that, there's going to be a consistent flow going into that as well. And how much do you have in your Roth IRA? Oh, I just started. There's like okay. 3000 in there. Okay. 
Yeah. So I think that, so you have a couple of things that are in flux right now, but I think it's smart to save up for the move because that's expensive. Yeah. And I think then once things get settled down, it would be important for you and your wife to sit down and do a budget and figure out how much you're each going to save for retirement, how much you're going to put towards tackling. I think it would be a good idea for you most likely to tackle your loans yourself. Right. Okay. And, And try and get rid of them before 25 years. Okay. That's a long time to have them. Yeah. And I think with your income, if we come up with a strategy, you can get rid of them a lot sooner. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, um, and then you have to then yeah. they're gone. You never have to worry about them again. And it gets you in the habit of savings. So you can just take that money and use it for something different. Yeah. Like, out of absolutely. your budget. It is actually part of my my plan when my wife starts earning is to set up kind of percentages of how much towards this and how much towards you know, other, the other essentials that you need because she's not going to be earning as much as me. So we're going to, instead of 50, 50, more like percentages that we each spend on certain things. Perfect. Yeah. It's really, so it'll be good because you're going to go through and kind of reset a bit. It sounds like in June. Yes. Um, so the way I always like to do it, which is not the way most people do it, but if you sit down and figure out what your net take home is, then figure out what your goals are. So your goal, let's say, what first goal is you want to get rid of the student loans. So then you figure out how much can I, you know, what's a reasonable goal? How long do I want this to take? And then how much am I going to allocate to, towards it? So mm-hmm. let's just say you're going to allocate 600 a month or 500 a mm-hmm. month. Yeah. And then from there say, okay, and then I want to put, make sure I put away for retirement. And we'll just say that you have enough in your regular savings after the move. You have a little buffer there. But then I want to put X amount towards my retirement. And then from there, you're like, okay, this is what I have left over. You know, this is rent. And this is what I have left over for my fun money. Yeah. Because usually what people do is the opposite. They spend. And then at the end of the month, they're like, oh, well, I only have $100 left. So I guess that's all I have. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty good at allocating and keeping on a budget. We, We definitely overspend on... Well, maybe not overspend because it's a priority for us. We travel a lot, uh-huh. um, and that's that's just our lifestyle. But we could definitely simmer it down a bit. <laughs> yeah, and, and then <laughs> and what you could do is if you say like, okay, for one year, I'm going to really focus on getting rid of my my loans, and that's right. I want to like that's the only thing we're gonna I'm going to focus on, or for six months. Yeah, yeah, and when when my wife's working as well, it'll be we'll be less able to travel as much as we are currently. So yeah, but it's also important. We'll both like yeah. settle down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I settled down a bit. But no, it's good to be able, you you know, you work because you want to enjoy yourself and have a life. So it's yeah. good to have a healthy balance and then yeah. just determine what, you know, what that is. So maybe for a year you really tackle the savings and the student loans and then, yeah you know, skip a vacation one time to get one yeah. loan paying off or what, or whatever, if it's going to make a difference. Right. If it'll right, exactly. make yeah. a big difference. Um, but yeah, I think that's, so that's what I would, would say I would, it's important to figure out which kind of program you're in. I do think that based on your income, you could probably get rid of your loans sooner on your own. If you could allocate okay. a larger amount monthly, like 500, um, would, do you think 500, is that like a, a good amount? Do you think? Cause I could definitely do that when, yeah, I d- I, that would be a good amount. We just want to make sure, and if you want to send me a screen grab of your loans, sure. you just want to make sure that you're allocating it the right way. Mm-hmm. Because what okay. happens is if you make an overpayment, a, with, I think with Great Lakes, it defaults to an early payment. 
meaning okay. none of it's applied to the principal. Okay. Because they're, I want to call them snakes. They're terrible. Oh. Isn't that the worst? Of course they are. Yeah. So you want to make sure that these the extra money is applied properly. Otherwise, what you could do, which okay. I've seen people do, because they didn't, uh, they like listened, but they didn't listen wholeheartedly to what I said. You know, they like got the gist of making extra payment. And yeah. then they just sent it in like a normal person would and didn't follow up and found out after like 12 months that they were just 12 months early. If, you know, they, if they missed 12 months of payments, they weren't late. Oh my gosh. So they didn't get ahead at all on the loans. They just didn't have a late payment. Oh, Isn't that okay. terrible? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. So, because like, let's just say if you're doing $500 a month, that's 6000 a year. You could probably get rid of your loans, I don't know, in 15 give yeah. or take. Um, but depending on how it's paid, how you're structuring the payment, you could get it done a little bit faster. And then if you, you know, okay. like if you picked up a, if you got extra money one month and dumped an extra 50 bucks here and there, that would get rid of it faster. Yeah. So I think you could probably, if you were really aggressive with it, get rid of it in probably 12 years. Oh, that sounds good. Which is better than 20 or 25. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you see the number 77,000 and you just see it keep going up, it just seems impossible to ever tackle it. But yeah, if you're saying with even just 500, 600 a month. Strategically, yeah, yeah math, not just. You can, you can knock it down. You can, but what you can't do is just send it into them and hope that they apply it the way we want it applied. So it has to be like, okay, so here's my monthly payment of 150 and here's the other 350 or 400 and this is where I want it applied to principal on this loan. Oh, okay. And okay. then you have to monitor it and make sure they do it. Okay. Because they probably I'll won't. Send you, yeah, I'll send you this screenshot of... Yeah, send me the screenshot. And maybe this is. will be a good podcast. We'll give the listeners, for all our lovely listeners, we'll, I'll give an example of how I would have you pay it off. Like, we'll okay. type it up. Mm -hmm. um, we'll just, like, block out your personal data, but just show the value of the loan and the payment sure. they're asking for. And then yeah. what... We'll use either 500 or 600 as an example of what... of And how to make the payment. Okay. And how yeah. long it'll take doing it that way, approximately. Sounds good. Does it sound good? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then, you know, worst case, if there's like a month that you can't do it, you can't do it, and then it takes a little longer, but that's fine. Yeah. It's still going to be a lot faster than 20 or 25 years. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. And then the thing with that is, because I think somebody would probably argue with me, well, you'd only be paying, you would end up spending less money. So that's the one thing we'll look at, and I'll look at that as well. But the problem with that then is you will have a tax bill at that time. So I wouldn't want the tax bill. But we'll have to look mm -hmm. and see how much you'll end up spending because you might end up spending a little bit less. But the thing with these programs, which you, you should totally listen to the podcast when we put out the student loan special, sure. is they haven't had anyone had it have it forgiven yet, I don't think, because they didn't come up with the programs until the two, like 2009. Oh, I see. It's more so, recent. Okay. Yeah, so it hasn't happened, right? So if it's like 20 oh, years to qualify, we haven't hit that marker. Yes, absolutely. So it should be forgiven at that point because that's what they said, but we don't Let's have see. an example <laughs> yet. So, yeah, so why don't I do that? We'll use that. It'll be a good little example for the podcast, um, and I can kind of show you what the different options are, and then you can figure out what you think is going to work best for you and your wife. Perfect. Sounds great. Yeah. Any other questions? Uh, no, that sounds like a great start. Okay. Um, I'll just send you a bunch of like screenshots of 
what I'm seeing <laughs> yeah. um, on my account. Perfect. And I'll ask them, yeah. Yeah, and then, time. yeah, so your, only, your other homework besides sending me the screen grabs is just to find out which one you're in, so then that way I can give the full example. Perfect. I will do that. Perfecto. I'm going to, we'll wrap this up, uh, but you stay on the line for a sec. Thank you for listening. This is the Planancial Future Rich Podcast. If you would like to learn more, you can check out our classes at www.planancial.com. And as always, please follow us on Instagram and like us on iTunes um, and give us a rating. We need some more ratings. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.